Welcome to the Gut Goddess Show, a podcast for women who are fed up of being tired, bloated, and riding the hormonal roller coaster. This is for you if you're ready to create a better belly and gut health, balance your hormones, and create a more peaceful, happier mind. I'm Kezia Hall, your host, holistic nutritionist, coach, mom to young kids, trauma thriver, science and holistic geek, and this show explores my three-part methodology, the three F's for feeling good, food, feelings, and function. So if you're ready to create pain-free periods or ditch the toilet, food, and IBS drama and just create a normal, joyful relationship with your body and with the food that you eat without overwhelm, restriction, or crazy health obsession, this is the podcast for you and I am so glad that you are here. Let's get started with today's episode. So why are you not making more progress? That's what we're talking about today. And I'm going to share with you the five mistakes I'd love for you to avoid because these are all mistakes I've made and um, multiple times. <laughs> and so I would just love for you to avoid them because I know that you can actually feel better and you can probably feel better faster than you expect. You can actually feel good within probably a couple of months or at least feel better. But if you're making these mistakes, you'll be really um, delaying the progress. You'll be slowing yourself down. And so I did these mistakes for years and they really, it, it meant I, it took me a long time to get rid of my IBS and sort my hormones and feel good. And so I don't want that for you. So that's what we're looking at today. Why you're not making progress and the five mistakes I would love for you to avoid. Otherwise, thank you for being here. A couple of quick updates as of um, you listening to this, I am in the middle of the Beat the Bloat program. It's kind of weird because I'm recording this in advance, so it's like I'm time traveling, but I'm trusting that it's going to be great. <laughs> um, I was just preparing some of the stuff today. Today, I'm actually recording one of the meditations for the um, the program, which I'm really excited about because, um, the, yeah, the, I love doing the meditations and they are so helpful. And supporting your nervous system, again, is one of the ways that you can really accelerate your progress. So, I'm doing that. I also, next week, I'm going to announce something exciting, um, a new workshop that I am going to announce and essentially test out to see if you are interested. I'm going to be um, doing a workshop in November called um, Fertile, which is going to be everything you need to know about preconception, pregnancy, and postpartum nutrition and lifestyle support. It's going to be in-depth really practical. I've had a couple of people ask me about this. I'm really passionate about it. I have really worked on my fertility and my hormone balance and my preconception care was really conscious and intentional. Um, my pregnancy, I was really aware and had to do a lot of research. You know, I had a singleton pregnancy, meaning I had one child. And then very quickly after that, I got pregnant with two, multiple pregnant, uh, multiple pregnancies. So as in twins, it's just how it, when you go to hospital appointments, they talk about it that way. So it's like ingrained in my mind still. So I've learned a lot about how you can prepare, how you can support yourself in pregnancy, and then what are really to focus on postpartum. Because spoiler alert, you don't have loads of time or energy or headspace once you've got a newborn baby, especially when you've got newborn twins and a toddler. So you have to be really strategic. So I'm going to do a workshop on that. Now I'm going to make it live and um, I haven't set the dates. I'll announce that all next week. And so if you're interested, please sign up and join. If not enough people sign up and join, then I'll just kind of scrap it and not join it. But I've had enough people ask me about it. 
and that I'd love to do it live and then I will have it as a recording um, as like a course you can do on my website because it's really an area I feel like doesn't get talked about enough and can be quite confusing but actually the things that you can do to support your um, your hormones and your fertility can be really simple so this would be great for anyone who's thinking about having children at some point or maybe you've already got a couple of kids or one kid and you are wanting to have another one but you want to make sure um, you're as well as you can be and again so much of what we give to our children comes from us as mothers are gut microbiome blueprint becomes our children's our mitochondria health becomes our children it really is um worth looking at so no i'll be announcing that next week um also i still have space for new clients so if you want to get started working with me one-on-one come come and do it i'd love to work with you i have two different ways of working with people um but if you're feeling stuck overwhelmed trying to go it alone and it's not been working or you just want to make some faster progress then come work with me uh, the way that you start is by booking a call at kezia hall kezia hall.com forward slash book that's a free clarity call it doesn't commit you to anything it's you don't have to start working with me straight away it really is me finding out more about you you finding out about the program and what would work for you and then you go away and decide what's going to be best for you and that's it really gentle really helpful and you will leave with clarity okay let's dive into today's show so why are you not making progress why are you not feeling better why is your ibs not disappeared why are your periods still heavy painful awful like massacres that seem to happen every month why are you still getting perimenopausal symptoms or not losing weight despite like being you know, eating really whole food and exercising. Why do you still have eczema? You've had eczema for like 15 years and, or maybe you have acne and you're like, I'm 38. I don't know why I have acne. You know, why are you not making progress? So I'm going to share with you some of the uh, kind of five mistakes to avoid. And I will start out the gate and say, the only reason I know these are mistakes to make is because I have made all of them. all of them. So um, I just would love it if you didn't make these mistakes because really, uh, I call them mistakes, but they're just things that are going to really slow you down. And I, as a holistic nutritionist and coach, get really excited about accelerating my client's progress. That's why my main program is called the Well Woman Accelerator. Because I know, like, in all honesty, it took me years to start my health. And I know, because I've seen it in my clients, that I could have made way more progress in like three or four months. Actually, and I did when I started working with a nutritional therapist like me years ago, ran some labs. I made more progress in three or four months than I had done in the previous three to four years. And it, the previous stuff I'd done was much harder. It was it was just, ugh. Whereas the other, once I knew what was going on, I made more progress and it wasn't as hard. <laughs> it required like less effort because I knew what the problems were that I was solving instead of just randomly throwing things in the dark. So that's what we're looking at today. I want you to feel better and I want you to feel better fast, more quickly. Like I'm recording this in October. Like I would like you to be feeling better by Christmas time. And you know, I'm not a fairy godmother, so I can't like miraculously just make overnight miracles and everything disappear overnight. But I know that you can make progress, that within, that actually you can feel 
the progress you can make in like the next two months is way more than you realize. And I think sometimes it puts us off, especially if you feel like there's lots of quote unquote work to do with your health. We can kind of get a bit put off because we're like, oh, there's just so much to do, but it's going to take so long. And it actually doesn't always need to take that long. I, I can't give you a time frame. And I always say that when people come to work with me. You know, if it looks like the right fit, I was just onboarding a new client this week, meaning I was just taking on a new client. And um, I was like, I, I know that you can feel better for sure and that these symptoms can go. I can't give you a timeline that might be in three months. It might be in 15 months. But I know that when, you know, when you find out what your root causes are, these things can improve. And it's the same with you. And as you're listening to this, if you just avoid these five things, you will automatically accelerate your progress, which is great. Um, so let's dive straight in. The first one, and I won't dive into this a lot because I have done a podcast on this recently, is that you're under eating. It's like a chronic problem amongst women is that we chronically under eat. And it makes sense because we have lived in, I have grown up anyway, in the UK in a culture that has taught me how to restrict, how to diet, how to be thin. I have been brainwashed into believing that thinness and eating less is somehow makes me a better person, is somehow required of me to be a successful woman, that if I eat less, I am better, I will be thinner, that I will be more loved and more worthy and more valuable. And it is just total BS. So many people under eat, under eating. It's, it, it does my nothing. <laughs> it really does. Now, Everybody, everybody's energy requirements is slightly different. There is nuances for that, you know. So, you know, when I was in the height of training for my triathlon, I was eating lots more. Just so, but that's, we, that really isn't a problem that you probably need to solve right now. And how do we quantify this? You want to be eating three proper meals a day. You want those meals to contain protein, fat, carbs. You probably want one snack. You want to be making sure you are eating enough protein, eating enough carbs, eating enough fat. I mean, you might also do well with less fat or more fat or less carbs or whatever. You know, that's what I figure out with my clients. There's there's obviously different ways of eating, but just making sure you're eating enough food. Oh, sorry, I banged the desk with my knee. Oh dear, ever the podcasting professional. You, you, you can tell I've been doing this for like seven years. Still bashing my mic. Anyway, but under eating is a real, it's a, it's a problem, especially when it comes to your hormones, when it comes to your mind, when it comes to your gut. If you don't eat enough food, especially if you've got IBS and you've got thyroid issues and let's say you've got eczema, I'm just making this up, you actually, and you want to change those things, you want to heal those things. Healing requires, or a helpful way of thinking about it, healing requires quite a lot of resources, a lot of ingredients and a lot of energy. And whilst that is definitely a case for fasting, and there's some great research about fasting, the majority of the time with the females I'm working with, fasting um, is, is not a part of the protocol because most of the women I'm working with are already really, really stressed physically, not necessarily in their emotions, although maybe, but their, you know, their eczema, their IBS and their hypothyroidism is all telling me their body is stressed and struggling. That's all, what all those symptoms mean. The chances are all of the symptoms you have are just a way of the body trying to tell you, hey, I don't feel safe. I don't feel nourished. I'm not doing well, you know? 
So all of those things are um, just another way of the body being stressed or all your symptoms, bloating, your body is stressed, that thyroid issue, your body is literally, it's biology is stressed. It can be a really helpful way of thinking about it. So number one, under eating. Number two, going on random, often well-researched, but random diets. So maybe beginning a low FODMAP diet for your IBS. Maybe beginning the GAPS diet, the gut and psychology syndrome diet, like I did. Again, I tell you, I've made all these mistakes. Maybe starting on some like, I don't know, it could be anything. Some sort of like vegan cleanse with sprouts and raw vegan. And it could literally be anything. Um, and this is not necessarily to say that these nutritional strategies or these diets are not helpful for anybody in the world. The mistake is that when we just apply these random restrictive diets without any rationale or reason or data. For example, if you go to a doctor and you have IBS, they might, the doctor, the GP may just tell you to do follow a low FODMAP diet. They probably won't give you any resources on that and they'll just tell you to do it. Obviously it depends on the doctor. Um, without really looking now the low FODMAP diet can is it can be a temporary way of eating that can be helpful especially in cases of SIBO but it's generally not something I recommend it as a blanket it really it, it does have some research but the only reason we go to it from a research perspective is, is that because there just isn't much research when it comes to IBS so that's kind of just like the best that we have so what really is going on if you have IBS is you need to find out why and what's going on in your gut health and then apply the best kind of diet, the best nutritional strategy based on what your root causes are. So often people, and I've done this, I just did the GAPS diet for like 12 or 18 months. There was no rationale. I had no real clear, I had symptoms. I had IBS, I was diarrhea, my hormones were weird, I was struggling. So I had symptoms, but I didn't know why I had those symptoms. So I was just doing this restrictive, difficult diet without really any rationale, without really any reason, or with no data to back it up. You know, I have actually used FODMAP, going back to the FODMAP example, in my clients with someone with SIBO, and they've maybe done a low FODMAP diet four weeks following a SIBO protocol that we've done to clear that up, and then we've introduced them again, for example. And that makes sense. Or I've used GAPS-like diets with clients maybe with irritable bowel disease or severe IBS or these kind of things. But so often people take on these big, really restrictive ways of eating without actually any rationale or reason or data. Now, I do give people frameworks and general formulas. For example, if you go on my website, most of my recipes are gluten-free. I generally find when it comes to gut issues, Gluten's never really anyone's friend. Even if you don't have celiac disease, there's definitely cases for um, non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Um, and I generally recommend low dairy or at least experimenting with moving dairy. And I don't think eating a lot of sugar is healthy. In fact, the amount of sugar that we eat now is like this new modern phenomena that as humans, we have never eaten this much sugar before ever in our entire lives. And we're maybe wondering why we're so sick. Hmm. <laughs> another podcast in itself but again the real this isn't necessarily about whether or not you restrict food because often when I'm working with clients there is some food restriction that needs to take place but it is based on some sort of rationale or reason or data so just not just randomly closing your eyes googling something and like applying the first diet that you see just because I don't know it's being advertised to you or you read that it was good for somebody because it might totally be good for somebody it just might not be good for you and then it's a total waste of your time and energy and then you 
get disappointed and then it doesn't work and then you fail it feels like it's failed and then you spiral and then you think nothing's going to work and then you just dive into like another bowl of ice cream or biscuits or wine or crisps or something and then you just feel like nothing's ever going to work and things can work for you you just need to not randomly pick stuff without a rationale or reason or data does that make sense and again this is what i do with my clients it's, this is hard to do on your own this is why i made this mistake that's why I went back to uni and did my postgraduate nutritional science and practice and did, you know, my time in clinic and I've done all my CPD. Like this is because this is I, I found it difficult to figure this out on my own because I just wanted a formula to follow. Somebody had followed this formula and it worked for them. So I was like, that will work for me. Turned out it didn't. <laughs> And it's just a mistake I see all the time and it's just difficult. And that's why I created, you know, my main program is the Well Woman Accelerator, which is four months um, and it's a really incredible program. We work really closely together um, and in depth, like every single week over four months. But I also introduced my root program just so that there's a much shorter and easier and like lower investment way of just of doing this, of, of getting a personalized plan of action based on your body, your lab data, your symptoms that actually makes sense, that actually has a rationale, that actually has, you know, some oomph behind it, not just like random may help and what lifestyle shifts to focus on so that you see some big shifts and changes in your symptoms in the following three to six weeks. This is the perfect place to start if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you tried lots of stuff that hasn't worked and you have no idea to begin. If that's you, start here with the Root Program. I would love to help you. And it's also a great way to work with me without having to invest higher amounts of money. And it starts from just £695 and there's payment plans available. So if you're interested in getting that bespoke one-to-one -one support so that you can make some big shifts, figure out what your root causes are, learn what to eat, what to supplement, what to really focus on to see incredible changes, then go to keziahall.com forward slash book. That's keziahall.com forward slash book just to book your free call with me. This doesn't commit you to anything. You don't have to sign up to anything on the call. It's just that I can find out more about you and check that this is really going to be worth your while and that you're going to see some incredible results. I would love to work with you and get started. So go to keziahall.com forward slash book today and I'd love to chat with you soon. Okay, let's get back to the show. Right, mistake number three is ignoring stress and ignoring sleep. I would say it is near impossible to improve. Let's just go back to this example of IBS, thyroid and eczema, this imaginary person with those things. It would be impossible to heal and improve those things, those symptoms, if you never address your stress levels and support your nervous system and if you don't address your sleep and improve your quality of sleep. Um, some people, when they come to work with me, they're sleeping brilliantly and they're having good quality sleep. But most of the time when people are coming to me, they have some sort of ongoing health issue and sleep, whether it's quantity or quality of sleep is somehow playing a role. Also strategically, when you improve your sleep, everything else has the potential to improve and you're already sleeping. So you may as well make it really good sleep. It's just such a no brainer to me. Like everything can get better in your sleep, your mental health, your body composition, your hormones, your sugar cravings, like it's when your body recovers it's when it heals it when it it does so much stuff so sleep is really important and often people get really obsessed with what they eat and they ignore their sleep and they ignore their stress levels and again if your body is in survival mode meaning you're in your most of your day-to-day -day, you are stuck in a chronic sympathetic nervous state what your what your biology is in all day what your the state of your biology all day is one of survival 
And survival, when your body's in survival, is focused on having as much adequate energy in the blood, so glucose in the blood as possible to fight and flee. And it's not focused on healing or on hormone balance or on like just more secondary things. It's focused on you staying alive. And can you see how the priorities are... That the priorities are really different. So in order to heal that eczema, so say you do have a lion in front of you, your body is going to prioritize running and fighting the lion. It's not going to prioritize healing your skin because healing your skin isn't killing you in this moment, whereas this lion in front of you is. And if you spend your day-to-day, which most of my clients do, stuck in a bit of a chronic stress state, they are metaphorically or biologically facing a lion all day, meaning their body has is never going to put energy and intention towards healing their IBS or their skin or these kind of things. And the annoying thing is, is your body has an incredible capability for healing. You cut your skin or like my kids cut themselves and bash themselves all the time. What happens? It repairs. I point it out to my son every night when he cuts himself or whatever. And then I look, look watch it in the morning and he watches it before he goes to sleep and he looks at his finger when he wakes up in the morning and he can see his body healing itself. Our bodies have an incredible capacity to heal itself, but it needs to not, it needs to know there's not another threat. It needs to know it's safe to heal. And I know that might sound really esoteric, but it's actually just biology. (laughs) It really is. So if you ignore your stress and ignore your sleep, it just, yeah, it's just not going to make any progress. That's why in the Beat the Bloat um, program that I'm doing this week, I've made meditations, we are focusing on your nervous system, you know, all of those kind of things are really important. Okay, mistake number four is people don't track, meaning they don't gather any information. Specifically, they don't track their poo or they don't track their periods. If you're trying to heal your hormones, and sometimes I will chat um, in my clarity calls, so when it's a free call that everyone, you can book right now at keziehall.com forward slash book. When I'm chatting with people in clarity calls and people are maybe saying, you know, tell me about awful hormones and they're wondering maybe it's perimenopause, they don't really know and their periods are all over the place and their mood is their PMS is awful and they get so low before their periods and their periods are really heavy and oh, it's just, and then I ask, okay, how long is the length of your cycle? What days in the month do you normally feel your lowest or most depressed or do you get sore boobs? you know, before you bleed, when roughly is that? And sometimes people don't know. They don't know how long the cycle is. They don't know when their ovulation is. They don't know, um, you know, that recurring PMS, that low mood, that insomnia, that crying, that feeling really anxious. They've never tracked it, so they can't see the cyclical nature of it. Data is power. Knowledge is power. Information will help you. When you can track patterns and symptoms, you then get actually, um, you, you, you gather data that can help you figure out what is going on. You know, I, to this day, track every day. I have to-do lists. I have two notebooks because I work for charity two days a week and I do my business the other days of the week, or the other two days a week. I, and so every day I write Monday, the whatever of October, day two of my cycle, day 11, day 18, day, it's habit now because I know how my cycle affects my productivity and how it affects my work. I know how how much energy I'm going to have. And also my mental health, you know, at the moment, I'm actually on a day in my cycle, day 17, where I know I'll often wake up feeling a bit more anxious in the morning. And so this morning I did, I woke up, I had that feeling. I also, everything that's going on in the world, I felt really sad. I felt really anxious. There was so much going on, but I could remember, oh, I'm on day 18. Now that doesn't bypass or ignore any of the other things that are real that are happening, 
but I know my biology and my brain right now is more set up to be anxious. Okay, this is going to be okay. I expected this to happen. I knew this would happen. It's okay. And it also helps me to problem solve in terms of, okay, you know, with my clients, I can see a lot of my clients get the majority of their hormonal symptoms right before the 10 days leading up to their period or on their period themselves. So we, so I know then what the work we're targeting there is their luteal phase and their menstrual phase. But I sometimes have clients that really struggle around ovulation with ovulation pain or whatever it is. So the more that you track, the more data that you get. Same with your poo. You know, does your poo um, sink? How often do you poo? Just, you don't have to be like super, like, I don't know, have a spreadsheet about this, although go for it if you want to, but just tracking your information. Same with like IBS and bloating, just keeping a simple food diary, or maybe you're struggling to lose weight. Keep a food diary for a week. I know it's boring. Like I get that. I get that keeping a food diary is like the least fun thing to do, but keep it and see what patterns you notice. Where you're like, oh, you know, you might be like, oh, I can't seem to shift any of my body fat and I'm trying really hard. And then when you actually look at your food diary, you kind of drink wine most nights and you have lots of biscuits and you maybe are not actually eating in the way that you actually think you're eating. Again, tracking that just gives you data. And when you can detach the emotion from data, you can actually just go on problem solve. Again, this is what I do for my clients. This is why we run labs. This is why they send me food diaries. This is why I ask them a million questions as I gather this data. I will track things for them. I'll ask them to track them. And then I organize it and categorize it and basically tell <laughs> tell them what it means. But you can do this yourself. Really simple things, tracking your periods, keeping a temporary food diary if you're bloated or if you're, you know, wondering what's going on. But tracking is really helpful. You, um, If you want to change something, you need to first know the reality of it. Like you, things will, uh, what's, there is a phrase. Oh, I can't remember. It's some nifty things like things won't, that you track won't change. Anyway, 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 gathering data, tracking information can be really helpful. Um, number five, the mistake that people make and that I made for far too long. <laughs> and it meant that I struggled for far too long, far too long. And the mistake was, I just tried to do it alone. I tried to Google everything. I tried to figure things out. I didn't get support. And I, I just made really slow progress and I made a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, the way that I really have seen big leaps and bounds in my health is when I've actually gotten personalized private support. I think, you know, and I'm biased. That was my experience. It's probably why I run the business that I do. If you're new to this podcast, I actually used to run a membership and a meal plan thing and do group programs. And I've, over the years, I've transitioned to just really in-depth, high-quality, high-touch, one-to-one, private, personalized support. That is what has worked for me. I even think about this last year. I've invested in some really great therapy on a weekly basis. That's personalized private support. I made most progress in my IBS and hormones when I worked with someone like me, ran some labs, invested a couple of grand, which felt so scary to do at the time because, you know, it's hard-earned money, right? And that was when I made most progress because I finally knew what my root causes are and what was going on. And the years before that, I'd just been Googling stuff. And hey, I'm a good like researcher. I'm not a stupid person. I'm quite intelligent. So it's not like I was just Googling ridiculous stuff, but it's not just the ability to find answers. It's the ability to prioritize and know what to do. And when it comes to the body, you, you can't have an isolated single area approach like 
I am going to target my ovaries and support my ovaries. The way that you support your ovaries is by supporting the brain and the signals it sends to the ovaries. Ovaries, it's the, by uh, how you support your gut so that you can get the nutrients that then go to the ovaries and get support. It's how, by how you support your sleep. You can't just like take a ovary supporting supplement, for example. You've got to look at the whole body. And often when it's your body, you're in it, you're struggling, you're suffering, you've got brain fog, you've got the fatigue, you're in pain, you're busy, you know, it's really hard to have, create a, a, a thorough strategy that is really well prioritized, that covers the basics. Because, I mean, this could be mistake number six, is that people really love to jump to a lot of um, nuanced, specific things before they actually address the basics you know the basics of sleep the basics of stress the basics of digestion blood sugar balance sugar you know they go to like i'm gonna buy this supplement set blah 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 blah, but they've never like balanced their blood sugar or they sleep crappily and they're like buying all these expensive supplements that aren't going to help them to sleep and so it's kind of pointless you've got to get the foundations right but that's that's bonus mistake but mistake number six is trying to go alone and I, this, this historically is my tendency to try and figure things out on my own. And I've just learned it doesn't work. It's actually really inefficient. It costs me more emotional energy, often more money, more suffering, more struggle. And so I, I'm just trying to stop doing that. <laughs> and I really recommend that you do as well. Um, I am still taking on new clients. I've got a couple of spaces as of recording this and we could get started before Christmas. Um, but even if you're thinking about working with me now or at some point, just book a clarity call. When you book a clarity call, it doesn't mean we have to start working straight away. You know, you might want to book a clarity call now and we'll get started in like February next year. That's totally fine. Honestly, these calls are really chilled. Um, and I would just love to know a bit more about you. So those are the five mistakes. Those could be the reasons why you're not making progress. There's obviously lots of other reasons, but I think those ones probably will apply and help most of you listening. Um, if you want to know more, if you're thinking about working with me, then um, head to keziahall.com forward slash book. I would love to chat with you. Um, and otherwise, I'll see you next week for another podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you haven't left me a review yet, please go to iTunes, scroll down, look at ratings and review and give me a five star review and leave a few comments that really helps the podcast to reach more people. And if you want to know more about anything I mentioned in the podcast, you can go to the show notes at keziahall.com forward slash blog. And I would love to hear from you if you have any other questions. And please share this podcast with anyone that you know that you find helpful. Screen share it, put it on Instagram, Facebook, put it in your WhatsApp groups, screenshot it, share it with a friend. The more people that hear about this show, the merrier, because more and more women need to know how good they get to feel. So thank you for being here and I will see you next week.